What's up, guys? It's Enrica, and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Christ. I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope 2022 is treating you guys very well as it is to me. And I just pray that, you know, that this episode will touch you guys in a very special way because this is something that I feel like everyone needs to hear, especially myself. So today's title of this episode is called I Messed Up, What Now? And by reading the title, it's very simple and very plain. You messed up or I messed up and you're in a place and it's like, okay, but what do I do now? What am I supposed to do with the mistake that I made? How am I supposed to prepare for the consequences? And why do I feel this shame and guilt just pouring out over me? By the end of this episode, I'm praying that you will feel so much more relief knowing that God is always there with open arms to forgive you for whatever it is that you messed up on because that's what he's there for. He's there to forgive us and to just give us the, just to give us the grace to continue to move on. So to begin, okay, you messed up, you fell into that sin that you said you were going to stop doing, you did something that you never thought that you would do, and now you're stuck with this feeling of guilt and just condemnation, and you just don't feel good. You don't even feel like you can go to God. Before you even try to beat yourself up and just get into a place of just depression and anxiety, just know that, have peace knowing that whatever sin you committed, God already knew you were going to commit that sin before he got on that cross. There is not one thing or one event in your life that God did not know was going to happen. You can't be like, oh my goodness, like he's never going to forgive me now. Like how could he, how could he ever forgive me? God already knew every sin that you were going to commit before he sent his son on that cross. So whatever you did, I can definitely, I can definitely tell you now that he knew you were going to do it and he still loved you anyways. God did not change his mind about you when he was thinking about your life and he thought about everything that you would do. He did not say, okay, she's going to do this on that day. So we're not going to get on the cross for her or we're not going to get on the cross for him. God does not operate like that. God's love is unconditional. And, you know, as human beings, we think that we know what real, we know what love is, but the purest form of love is God's love because it's unconditional. God's love is not something that you can earn or something that you can unearn by what you've done. You know, when you commit a sin or when you fall into something and you mess up, God does not take his love away from you. Instead, he extends his hand out to provide you with grace and mercy and love because if we read in Romans 8 verse 1, we know that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you, have, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and you committed a sin and you feel condemnation, you need to know right now that that is not from God, but that is from the enemy. God convicts us. And what is conviction? Conviction is when God disciplines you and lets you know that what you did is wrong. But when you begin to feel guilt and shame and just so disgusted by what you've done and Whenever you begin to feel that heavy weight on your shoulders, you need to know that that is not God, but instead that is in fact the devil. God would never make you feel guilty about your sin, but instead he would convict you of it. He would say, hey, you know that this was wrong. Let's try to do it better next time. But if you're hearing, if you have thoughts in your head that you're not good enough or he'll never forgive you or you're unlovable, then you have to know that those things are from the enemy. God would never make you feel less than because of the sin that you committed. Why? Because God knows that you're going to mess up. That's kind of the whole reason why he sent Jesus Christ down the cross. Because he knew that we were going to make mistakes. God's God's plan was never for us to be perfect. 
maybe it was before Adam and Eve, but God knew that when Adam and Eve ate that fruit in the Bible, when they ate that fruit in the garden, that there was no longer going to be perfection. So God knew that we were going to mess up. You can't surprise God with your sin. I don't need, I don't know who needs to hear that, but you can't surprise God. Like there is nothing that you can surprise God with. There is nothing that you can do that God did not see coming already. You don't need to beat yourself up about something that you've done. What you need to do is go to God and repent for that sin. In Romans 3 verse 23, it says, All have fallen short of the glory of God. There is nobody in this world who is perfect, who is deserving of God's love. But instead, he has grace for us. Believe it or not, God does not love you any less or any more whether you sin or you do not sin. God hates sin. Do not get me wrong. God does not want to be a part of sin. God doesn't want us to spend our whole lives sinning and never repenting or turning to him. But the thing about God is that his love doesn't change for us whether we sin or we not or we don't. God loves you the same that he would love someone who is in prison for God knows what. God's love is extended to people that you would never think that deserve his love because that's how he is. His love is unconditional. He will never turn his back on you because of what you've done. When we when we read the Bible, you know, we see all these promises that the Lord made us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So that goes when you go to, when you sin too. When you commit a sin, God's love doesn't just separate from you. You separate yourself from God because you're so ashamed to go to him. You know, something that I find myself doing a lot whenever I like fall into a sin that I told God I was going to stop doing or when I end up, you know, Whenever I find myself, you know, falling into a sin that I told myself that I would no longer partake in, I, um, I tend to separate myself from God just because I feel like I'm not worthy of his love. And um, I run away from him <laughs> to keep it short and plain. Whenever I commit a sin that I, I'm ashamed of, I always run away from God. And, um, you know, he always, he always, um, He always finds a way to bring me back to him, reminding me that his love is enough for me and his love is bigger than my sin and bigger than my mistakes. You know, whenever I fall into those sins, you know, I always tell myself, oh, you're not worthy of his love anymore. Um, He'll never forgive you and how you promised him. How could you? And, you know, God tells me that that's not me. Those thoughts are from the enemy. Those thoughts that punish you and condemn you and make you feel less than are not from me. They are from the enemy, the father of all lies. And, you know, even though I've been a Christian now for maybe about two years, you know, this is still something that I struggle with. I run away from God whenever I commit a sin because I feel so ashamed. But God reminds me that the only place that he wants me to go when I commit a sin is to him. God says, if you're going to run, you better run to me. Whenever I feel the need to run away from God or whenever I feel the need to run when I commit a sin, God's like, okay, if you want to run, girl, you better come and run to me because I'm the person that you need to come to whenever you get into some mess. You know, I like to, like, it's sad. Like what I do is punish myself. You know, I I tell myself, like, don't even read your Bible. Like there's no point in reading your Bible because you already messed up. And God tells me that's not who I am. That is not why I sent my son. That is not why I put him on the cross. I did not send him there so you could sit in your bed and tell yourself that you're not worthy of my love because newsflash, you aren't worthy of my love, but I'm still going to give it to you. Wow, that's a word. 
it is so easy to try and punish ourselves for our sins because we can't even fathom that somebody would forgive us for what we've done. It's so hard to accept God's forgiveness because sometimes you just don't even feel worthy of it. Like there are some times where I'm like, God, there's no way you could forgive me. There's no way you could forgive me. And he's just like, girl, what? This is why I'm here. This is kind of the whole point of me sending Jesus to die on the cross so that I could forgive you for your sins. And I'm like, nah, that can't be true. Like, that's not possible. And I'll condemn myself. And God is like, girl, you better put on your sword of the spirit. You need to go read the promises that I made for you. The worst thing that you can do when you commit a sin is run from God. That is the worst thing you can do. Trust me, I've done it. And you know how people will say like, you can run, but you can't hide. Yeah, well, that's literally God. You can try running all you want, ignoring him. He is going to show up for you. Whenever I feel like, oh, there's no way I can talk to God, he shows me. He will show up. He will send the video, he will send the right video my way. He will send someone to randomly call me and pray for me. So there's a song, there's a gospel song, and it's very popular, and it's called Reckless Love. I forgot who it's by, but I think I'm gonna put the lyrics on the screen if you're watching. Basically, it says that God will leave the 99, which um, is a flock of sheep, to come and chase that one that ran away. So whenever I, you know, fall into sin and I don't really feel worthy and I begin to start running away from God, I remember that he's going to leave that 99 and he's going to come and chase after me because his herd won't be perfect unless I'm in there. Despite whatever lies the enemy will come and tell you when you commit a sin, God will always love you. There is nothing that you can do that can separate you from the love of God. God's love is something that you have never even thought God's love is not something that could be explained and understood by human beings because it's nothing that we've ever experienced in our own lives except from him God's love is sufficient his grace is sufficient he doesn't need you to commit all these good deeds in order to earn his love because when you fall short when you commit a sin He's there ready to forgive you. But what we do, we trick ourselves. We lie to ourselves and we tell ourselves that God could never forgive someone like me. God could never forgive what I've done because it's so terrible. Let me tell you something. God's heard it all. And this is why it's so important to read your Bible because, you know, when you see how other people in the Bible have committed sin and was able to turn around from it, it's, it gives you hope and it reminds you that you're not alone. You know, if you read in the Bible, you'll see that King David, a man who was after God's own heart, you know, he committed adultery with a woman who wasn't his wife and he ended up killing her husband. And, you know, God was still able to forgive him after that because, you know, he humbled himself before God and he apologized and he fasted and he he poured out his love and his he he poured out his forgiveness. And once he poured out his, you know, request to God and he asked God, he begged God to forgive him and God forgave him. You know, that this is somebody who was a king. This was somebody who was, you know, this was somebody who was anointed by God and he still fell short. He still messed up. So it just shows you that no matter who you are, you can still fall short. You can still fall into sin and still be forgiven by God. If you look at Paul, the apostle, you know, before he was Paul, he was Saul. He went around killing thousands of Christians as sport for fun. This is something that he took, you know, joy in. He killed Christians because he believed he was doing God a favor. 
And one day God showed him the truth and he showed him that Jesus Christ is truly Lord. And when Saul realized that, he became a follower of Jesus Christ. He gave us almost all of the New Testament letters. If you read Corinthians, if you read Romans, if you read these things, you see that Paul turned his life around. He was able to go to these countries and spread the gospel. And this is someone that didn't even believe that Jesus Christ was even a real person or someone that deserved to be praised. And his life was turned around. And, you know, so if you think that God can't forgive you for doing something, just remember that this same person went around killing Christians for fun. Top that. There is nothing that you can do that can surprise God because he's seen it all. He knows the beginning and the end. There is no surprise in God. He knows what was going to take place before it took place. So you can't beat yourself up for the sins that you will commit. Of course, I'm not telling you to go ahead and continue to sin, but don't sit around and beat yourself up for it because there's grace for that. You better go get that grace. You better go seek that forgiveness. If you're going to run when you commit a sin, I told you, you better run to God. You know, we don't have time to sit around and beat ourselves up and, and get sad and tell ourselves that we're not worthy of God's love anymore because, you know, when we do that, the enemy has such a, a foothold in our lives because once you start to believe the enemy's lies, you will start to think like the enemy. And we have to remember that our minds are not like his. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came so that we could have life and have life in abundance. We have to think like Christ. We have to know that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, that if we believe in God and we follow him wholeheartedly, that there is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. If you think you're going to be able to live your whole life without sinning, you're wrong. Unfortunately, that is not possible. Some way or somehow you are going to commit sin. But what is it that you do when you commit sin? Why is it so important to, when you commit a sin, the most important thing after that is how are you going to, what are you going to do after that? What are you going to do after you commit that sin? What's, that's the most important part of everything that I'm going to say today. What is, it's not about the sin that you committed. It's about what you're going to do after. Are you going to repent? Are you going to run? Are you going to continue sinning? What are you going to do? What are you going to do to change the outcome next time? When you fall into sin, because you will, make sure the only place that you're running is to God because he is the only person that can forgive you and cleanse you from that unrighteousness. But you can't go in a corner and beat yourself up for it either because that's a waste of time. And I, then, I better than anyone know myself that that is the biggest waste of time ever. You could be spending that time in worship, in repentance, in fasting, but instead, you're sitting around moping. Oh, I wonder if you'll forgive me. It's a waste of time. God already forgave you. When he got on that cross, you were redeemed. In the Bible, Jesus says, in this life, you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. We are going to have trouble in this world. And there are going to be times where we don't feel worthy of anything of God's love, of his grace. There's going to be times where all we want to do is sit around and be sad and sulk in our sin. But we have to realize that we can't waste time doing that. If you read in 1 John verse 19, it says, Because if we confess our sins to him, he is just and will forgive. You have to go and receive that forgiveness when you've messed up. Because it's there for a reason. Otherwise, Jesus Christ literally died on that cross in vain. I'm not saying to abuse his authority, abuse his grace, and go on sinning over and over because he'll forgive you. But I'm saying when you mess up, 
You need to go and ask God for forgiveness instead of sitting around and feeling less than you deserve. This episode hit very close to home for me because this is something that I struggle with a lot. You know, I always feel so less than um, I am because of what I've done. And I have to remember, like, God did not, like, God did not expect me to be perfect. God did not expect me to not make mistakes. He did expect me to make mistakes because that's why he sent his son. And I just feel like that's a reminder that everyone needs to know that you're going to mess up. But it's about what you do when you mess up that matters. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it was able to shed some light on any kind of, you know, problem that you've been facing. I hope it was able to encourage you to just take heart and realize that messing up is a part of the Christian life. You're going to mess up. You're not perfect. A righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode and I'll see you guys in the next one.